All right, here we are. So if I hold it, hello, we're here with Cam and Roy at Backstreet West. But you gotta hold it the whole time, man. Well, no, last night it went. It went. I think it's like it continues on the last time you hold it, but I guess you control the pause and keep going. Yeah, no, but last night I actually did it where it was like at the table and and. Oh wait, tired of holding that button? Slide your finger up from the button to lock it into record mode. Oh! Hello folks! We're here live on, uh, uh, I think my podcast is called Things in Lathbridge. I'm here with my main man Cam Howie. What's going on? And uh, we're having a beer at Backstreet West location. Yeah. After a night class of management with some international students. So Cam, let me ask you a question. Please do right. Please do. <laughs> if if uh, so, so Cam's a man of the world. He's an international man of mystery. Uh, Cam, what what's your what's your favorite international thing? My favorite international thing. Um, ooh, that's a good question, Ray. I don't know if I could pinpoint it to one thing. Um, and I don't know if my favorite thing is strictly only international. Um, I just like different people getting along. People from different cultures, people from uh, ends of the world, experiencing things you personally have not, uh-huh. and uh-huh. being able to relate over a beer, like you, we are right now. So would you call yourself a people-tarian? Uh, I call myself a people-person, however Ooh. you want to interpret that, but the people are always first. <laughs> and who puts the people first, Cam? Uh, the people should be. But who, who's the people and how are they put first? You're the people, I'm the people. You just gotta be the people's people. But how, <laughs> but how do you put those people first? Uh, Give me an example, please. Uh, you want an example? I do want an example of first peoples. Okay, um, there's a couple types of managers. People that strictly look at numbers and people that look at individuals as part of a corporation or a business. Um, and I'm not saying uh, that's black and white by any sense. But I think there needs to be a focus on strictly beyond numbers. Uh, for an academic example, I came to the University of Lethbridge simply because I was not just a number. I was a name. Right. Uh, people knew me. I knew my profs. I could have conversations. I could engage. I was looking at uh, U of A, U of C. And what I learned was I was strictly, for the most part, going to be a number. Right, because people, people would know you here. And, and Cam, you rose to the top. You were the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, president of the ULSU, you were a member of the GA for a number of years, and in that experience, do you feel like you were able to work more closely with administration because of the quaint relationships you could make? Like at bigger institutions, do do the students' unions struggle a bit more to get the attention of the higher-ups? I don't know if that's for me to say. I can just relate my experiences. Assuming people I worked with uh, previously, whether it's U of A, U of C, uh, at Mount Royal, which is a new university now in Alberta, um, Nova Scotia, uh, working with people across the nation, uh, relationships manifest in different ways. Ideal, ideal. I would. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is so good. No, this uh, is really good discussion, yeah, Cam. I would never say that our way is better or our way is the best, but our way is what worked for us. Cam, you're a teacher's assistant these days. Yeah, for a very uh, uh, successful for... individual, I might add. <laughs> yeah. I'm very grateful you gave me this for, opportunity. For a management course where you're teaching international students, 
How do you feel about internationalization on campus? And uh, what are some ways that we could improve our reach to international students? It's growing, it needs to continue. It's the wave of the future, it is the future. Um, look at uh, how the world's changed in the last 50 years and how has it changed in the last five. Uh, primarily, from my perspective, we are more connected than ever before. True. Uh, you need to be able to utilize that and innovate within the ways we conduct um, teaching and education. Um, so ways to benefit that. Um, Strictly speaking, from a personal level, go do an exchange. Go talk to that exchange student. Hey Cam, what's your uh, what's your favorite? Uh, what, what what was I going to say? What's your favorite? Actually, I forgot what I was going to say. What's your favorite class that you've taken at university so far? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, or like, who's a professor on campus that has inspired you? Uh, numerous professors. Uh, that's one thing again I really liked about the university was the. Um, ample amounts of uh, really impressive people conducting uh, classes and instructing. Um, yeah. Billy Rodriguez from the uh, Religious Studies Department uh, placed the plug in my head to go travel, uh, showing us slideshows um, and pictures of the things we were learning and talking about uh, first person. Uh, pictures of him in there. Yeah. And just him experiencing that. Um, and you want to see that, right? I do. I, and I think the ability he displayed and relating content to experience um, really solidified uh, kind of why I'm here. How do you feel that, uh, in your experience being a young, young in student, uh, how do you feel that social media has impacted the way education is, is conducted? Uh, it's an outlet for communication, so I, I think that applies to all um, institutions or however organizations, individuals that want to get a message out. I don't think it's necessarily changed a message. It's changed the audience and it's changed the medium. Um, whether or not it's um, an email, a Facebook message, um, it's an exchange of ideas. Right. Well, what about this discussion on millennials being a, hey, Rianne, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good. We're on a live podcast. Oh. I got this app the other day. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like this app that does live podcasts. You believe that? Some young guy taught me it. So We're people, actually on the air to like Google, like it goes out. People could be listening. Yeah. Who would be listening? Very few. <laughs> Very few right now because I just got the app and I'm nobody. But uh, in the future, maybe many. You can make a station and be famous. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Something to sing a song. But this is how easy it is now. This is crazy. See, yeah. You need this one in the rest of your YouTube video. You can do anything. Exactly. <laughs> So Cam, tell me a bit about your favorite food dish that gets you, your brain juice is stimulated as you go for a long night of procrastination. A long night of procrastination. And fermented uh, um, indulgence. I think you're underestimating me. There's long months of procrastination, Roy. Uh, maybe next time you'll estimate me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe up, they round up a little so bit. So estimating you. Uh, well, tell me how you do it. Um, Stress is the best drive. I, I think it's unhealthy to think of stress uh, as simply an unhealthy thing. Uh, people lose their minds over stress. Um, stress is natural. Stress isn't bad. Your ability and means of controlling that stress, manifesting and transforming it into a drive. Um, I think that's how things get done. Uh, whether that's people with inspiration uh, on the forefront doing things weeks in advance. Uh, to get ahead of that stress, or people that wait until that stress builds up and then they overcome it and climb their own mountain. Yeah. Uh, either scenario, stress plays a part. Do you feel that stress leads to kidney stones? No, I've never had kidney stones, so I'll say no comment. 
Um, oh, Comet. Calcium deposits in your calcium. kidneys. Uh, I would say calcium is a bigger culprit for kidney stones and stress. We're thinking ulcers. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So when you wake up in the morning, you wake up like every regular human being. You, you rise out of bed, kind of vampiric. Like, don't you just like buck up like your back just like elevates no you're like, <laughs> I, uh, what's a morning for cam howie I, the viewers want to know a tough thing um <laughs> I, I think it's a lot of people which is uh it's tough to get out of bed what's more comfortable than bed um, sure. well you must have a comfortable bed you're living in first world i am you know what and I, you uh, love it i do um <laughs> I, privilege is something you need to recognize sure um but I'm in the same stroke of that pen. Uh, I'm gonna enjoy it because I'm fortunate. Right. Uh, so yeah, I'm extraordinarily fortunate. I have a comfortable bed. Um, living in a great place right now. It's yeah. tough to get up, but uh, as much as I like comfort, I think comfort comfort's the uh, biggest obstacle to achievement. Would you say your bed is your chicken soup for your soul? No, I would say chicken soup and grocery shopping is my favorite. <laughs> so you do like chicken soup? I love chicken soup. Nice. But it has to be homemade chicken soup. None of this yeah. uh, Lipton's bullshit. And no, you uh, corporate. make your own broth. Fuck off. <laughs> like, uh, sorry for the profane language to our viewers up there. He's really serious about chicken noodle soup. <laughs> He's, this guy loves his chicken noodle soup. Well, let me ask you another. So you wake up. Cam, you put your pants on one leg at a time like most other human beings. Yeah. So what makes Cam so great the moment he walks out that door with his peppery, fiery hair? Peppery, fiery hair? You mean the hair that makes me look a lot older? <laughs> no, George Clooney-esque. Oh, I thank you. Um, yeah. How does how does Cam bring success to the dinner table? Drive, desire, passion. Um, <laughs> throw out a couple buzzwords. I mean, buzzwords are always great, right? Right, right, right. Everything you touch turns to gold. That's no, a big fucking lie. You've got Again, the Midas it, touch, my I friend. I wish I did. Um, <laughs> that story is a, a terror. It's a horror story. Everyone's Midas touch is not a good thing. Yeah, because when he touches his own bits and pieces, they turn to gold. Himself. Um, <laughs> he couldn't eat food. No, I, I think you always need to be. Uh, that story was about greed, though, wasn't it? 100%. Right. Uh, Midas was a Greek king. Because that was his wish, was yeah, to turn everything into Poseidon actually gave him the uh, ability to do that. Yeah. Um, right. Very, very right. greedy. Um, he killed family members during him, solid gold. He couldn't eat anymore. Um, great metaphor. Great fable. Yeah, great, wonderful fable. Great metaphor for life. So how do you manage... Like, you're, you're a young success. How do, you, so. how do you manage your youthful success with with trying to combat the minus touch syndrome i stay hungry but stay humble as cliche as that is it's true um, i love that stay hungry it's like a hungry hungry hippo yeah always be hungry. fighting for those little balls oh, in you your mouth and then, uh, let's play off that example um <laughs> you need the most to win you don't need them all to win oh i like see that uh, that's very collaborative because yeah. now you, you've turned into a bit of a budding entrepreneur. I'm trying. You put your hat in the ring. Uh, Tell us a bit about that. In the process. Uh, I'm very fortunate, as you mentioned, right? Student experiences, uh, teaching experiences, just um, pleasurable things I've been able to learn from and enjoy and better myself. Um, and so I would like to be able to take that skill set and apply it and better other people's um, initiatives and ventures. So that's looking at um, specifically focusing on student union inclusion, uh, advising, uh, collaborating is how I would like to phrase it, and uh, bettering someone else's initiative from an outside perspective. Right, but but 
So in business, don't you feel that there's a level of competition, whether you like it or not, that you're going to have to compete with? Do you think competition's bad? No, uh, by no means did I say that. I'm just saying, are we all kumbaya? Do we all hold hands in the sandbox and play well? Or do other factors alienate us? You know what? Well, let's play off this metaphor game. I yeah, love it. I love it too. I love yeah. metaphors. I'm Kumbaya. I say Hakuna Matata. Uh, but at the end of the day, Simba still became king. <laughs> well, I think at the end of the day, those are generational differences, right? Probably. Because like, Kumbaya was like the campfire song of yeah. like my youth. Yeah. Um, not that I spent time around campfires. They're just like you said, Kumbaya. Yeah, religious you know, tones as well, my friend. It did have religious undertones, but we didn't know that. Kids, no. kids were duped. Yeah, and then it's like Kumbaya, my love. Kumbaya. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you want to talk about the competition in Macbeth. Well, I love Hukuna Matata. Actually, in our day, they also said Carpe Diem. I, and I love that. Right? Um, I have seize my own the phrase, day. too. Carpe Nocturna. Carpe seize the night. We are seizing the night right now. We're in a pub. We're on a podcast with new technology. And we're, we're figuring out this game called life. We're not laying in that first world, but... No, we're totally in it, aren't we? Pardon? What? We're not in that first world bed right now. No. You're out uh, no. having a good time interacting, pulling it back. Or that first world massage chair that costs you an arm and a leg. I can only <laughs> dream about that. Right? <laughs> well, don't dream too hard. You just got to get a brick card and fucking finance it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we bought a brick sectional and we've had enough trouble with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I will say, though, that um, and I wish I remembered the name of this moving company in Lethbridge. But in two days, uh, our coach got ripped from faulty manufacturing. Um, Shit. Sectional was out of the house in five minutes, uh, repaired in a day, and brought back up in the house in five minutes. Well, at least they, at least they honored the fix. Yeah. No, it was uh, besides... But still, they the, sold you shit. Well, I'm not the one that brought up the brick. You are. Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying that I'm, like, attached to the corporation no. or anything. I'm, all I'm saying is I bought this massage. I've always wanted a massage chair. But I can't afford things. So, no one can afford things. You don't just no. buy things straight out. Old people do that. Young yep. people do not do that. We finance everything. We take out loans and credit lines and all these different crazy things. But, yeah. Well, it's... Um, I mean, I think you need both. Um, you need that saving and striving for a bigger, idealer goal than simply today. And you need... Um, to be able to have those small pleasures that get you through Sunday. Sorry, I'm sending a text to uh, Jill Manning, who wants to know where karaoke is. Where and is karaoke? It's at Average Joe's tonight. Nice. You know, it's the big one, right? Hi. I hear there's some uh, heavy other uh, karaoke uh, nights that are coming yeah. up big here. Well, there's beaches. Yeah. On the weekend, oh, yeah. that's gonna be a summer. It's the premiere happening this weekend, right? Oh, it's the premiere. So, yeah. Cam, we got eight, we got seven seconds here. Perfect. I just want to say it's been great having you on my first podcast show. Perfect. Thank you. We, we might have to call this installment uh, "Beers in a Pub." That's <laughs> pub conversation. So my friend. I love that. Yeah. It's beers in a pub. Down to earth. Yeah. Ready, ready to go. Yeah. Anyway, to all my viewers out there, <laughs> cheers. Stay young, yeah, young at heart, boy. <laughs> and and uh, be careful what you wish for because everything might turn to gold, but that's not always a great thing, <laughs> and I leave you on that.